today I'm really excited to bring on a friend of mine who just happens to be a technical recruiter for a video game company. And we're going to be talking about networking tips for introverts, mostly because both of us have at one point been an introvert myself. I'm still one I would consider myself. It seems to be with job hunting these days, who you know is just as important as what you can do. If you're an introvert, I hope that this episode brings you some encouragement and some new advice that you can take on to help you expand your network or even just to form new relationships with people. So welcome to my show, Andy. Thanks for having me. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about what you do for work? Because then it can give a little bit of context as to why I asked you to be on this episode. So I'm currently a technical recruiter uh, at a fairly well-known tech company. At the end of the day, it's a lot of helping people find a place to call home, helping them career path, and just problem solving throughout all their uh, current issues. I love that. And can you give from your perspective on how we came into connection? Sure. So recently, you had decided to share your experience uh, having worked at Apple. And unbeknownst to you, very surprisingly, it gained a lot of traction. <laughs> and it actually popped up on my newsfeed. So from there on out, I thought, you know what, this was someone that I felt like had a lot of potential, uh, given how articulate she sounded in, in, in the uh, post. So I followed through, reached out, said hello, and here we are today having a conversation on your podcast. So Perfect. Yay. I know. I'm really glad that we had that conversation about Apple stocks. For sure. <laughs> now... <laughs> I wanted to ask you first, because you're talking about your technical recruiter background, you've been doing a lot of different forms like for HR, for, for business professionals also, but right now you're in tech. But generally, what kind of personalities do you think stand out to HR recruiters? I would say generally speaking, uh, as a recruiter, we're most of the time looking for candidates that are genuine to start off. In no particular order, though. So genuine, articulate passionate about their crafts, whatever that may be. And as long as we know the background story, it all makes sense. And the above factors that I mentioned stands, we're more than happy to have a conversation. Keeping in mind that there is hundreds of people that we have to speak with on a daily basis. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, as much as we'd like to have these conversations with everyone, it's not possible right. 24 hours a day. Um, so Go ahead. Yeah. So for example, sorry, um, if you get like a ton of like 50 messages, let's say on LinkedIn, sure. how do you know which ones to respond to at what priority? Do you go in order? I play around with different approaches, to be honest. Uh, there's no one set pathway that guarantees success. The ones that I escalate to, let's say a video call or a phone call would be those that sound one or take to it over email or whatever media we're using. They have a genuine story. If they're just looking to network as an example, which does happen fairly often, totally open for that. But if they're just reaching out, they connected, they don't reply back, they don't say anything. Yeah. Um, or they just say, hi, I'm looking for a job. Believe me, there's <laughs> a bunch of messages out there where it just doesn't really make sense. <laughs> I think people forget that recruiters are like humans sometimes. Yes. Like... I don't know. But anyways, um, since today's topic is networking for introverts specifically, I was curious about why introverts seem to have like such a such a different reputation. Well, first, let's define the parameters of what an introvert. Yeah. Is. Tell so, me what it is. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to self-diagnose. Exactly. Uh, introverts and extroverts are based off of the energy derived uh, and where you feel most comfortable, I would say. Okay. Uh, now, there may be other definitions out there, uh, but I think this is one of the more mainstream ones, given the conversations that I've had in 
the research that I've done. So from there on out, I'm starting off. I am also an introvert. <laughs> Me too. Of course. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was, I would say, a combination of necessity as well as interest where I realized at one point I like people. Yeah. I'm just really? a bit lonely, but I okay. don't know how to get there. Yeah. Okay. I actually do like people despite what other Interesting. people Interesting. I don't get lonely. Like, no, I feel all. like I'm a introvert through and through because I went through the entire quarantine just like totally fine by myself. I didn't see anyone in person. <laughs> and I loved it. Like, I honestly, I could stay like that for I don't even know how long. And I didn't even lose my mind. So. I think I'm on the opposite side of a spectrum. Okay. Don't get me wrong. I like myself a long time as well. But if someone ever wanted to get something out of me, probably lock me in a box and don't let me out or have any social connection. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Maybe, I don't know. It's like a weird thing for me because I also talk a lot. I have a lot of thoughts in my head. And you would think if I don't have anyone to talk to, I would drive myself crazy. But it doesn't. Because I don't know, like <laughs> one woman showing exactly. in my head. They say it's okay to talk to yourself as long as you don't answer yourself. I answer myself. But, oh, <laughs> yeah. I, I would say that as an introvert, when you're trying to network and reach out, some of the key things that you want to keep in mind is why you're reaching out. What's the purpose behind this conversation to begin with? Because if you don't know your why, it's hard for yeah. the other side to help out. It's even hard for you to figure out what your approach is going to be. Yeah. Are you asking for a job? Are you looking for a friend? Are you trying to understand the industry a bit more? Do a bit of market research. So some of the things you want to keep in mind is uh, make your intent clear. Make sure that you tailor your conversation and your messaging uh, to the other side. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Because I was actually just going to ask you, what do you think are some mistakes that people make when they try to shoot their shot? So this is good like question. if we're talking about someone is in your DMs, Andy. Okay. Oh, sorry. What are some like mistakes you've observed? Number one is copy pasting and not inputting the name. Give me an example of a copy and paste one just at the top of your head. Sure. So someone said, hi, Ken. I took a look at your profile, see that you're working at, and this was a company I totally was not working at. Yeah. It was nowhere on my LinkedIn. And I wanted to reach out and understand more about what you're doing. I might have a role for you. Let's talk. They Six. called you what? Ken. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. uh, but yeah, some of the mistakes that they made there is not tailoring to the individual. Clearly. That is not my name in Clearly. shape or form. Um, <laughs> they didn't tailor the, the context of the messaging either. Yeah. Right? They're just saying, hey, maybe there's a role for you because you worked at X company. I didn't work at that company. Yeah. I don't even know what you're looking for. Yeah. So help the other side out by being specific. Very good. Okay. So first one yeah. is not making it personal. Number two, I would say, is not being direct with your intent. Right? Okay. These days, time, well, time has always been limited, um, but more and more because there's so many pushes and pulls in our lives. And, you know, at all times, people seem to be demanding our times. We're trying to be more efficient. Uh, and as a result, uh, oftentimes these personalized connections that we're trying to make, there's too many coming in. So yeah. in order to help the other side and increase hence your chances of being heard, don't yeah. send them two, three paragraphs. Yeah. Send them a quick snippet. There's a reason why there's, what is it, a 250 word limit? Yeah. Right? I still think so, that's too much. I got one today that was like <laughs> 300 words. I was I like, oh. <laughs> But I actually really agree with that because a lot of them can just be like, oh, hi, happy to connect. And you're just yes. like, yeah, me too. Pleasure. And then other ones, like, you're not going to know that that person really wants to have a conversation. Right. So I think assuming that the other person will initiate something Absolutely. is a mistake. I've definitely made that before. Or I've done this thing where I send people, <laughs> I sent people requests 
And I just didn't say anything like no personal invite. I just randomly saw them on my feed and they had a really viral post. And I was like, I'm going to connect with them. And good thing they accept, but I've honestly never done anything from it. But now, like from my own post, it seems like with all the requests I've been getting, I understand why it's so important to add a personal message now. (laughs) So that's good. And do you have a third I do. Um, but I'd like to thank you for sharing that experience as well, because I'm totally guilty of it. <laughs> I think we all are. Um, where you just connect, connect, connect with just about everybody. Or, yeah. Uh, with hopes that to intrigue you. Maybe yes. they have a viral post, they have a very intriguing career trajectory. Yes. Or you just like to smile, whatever the case is. Yeah. What's like someone that you could be friends with? The third one that I would say is not following up, not following through. I it's had that on my list. I'm not kidding. But go ahead. <laughs> so... Wanting to make sure in order to continue a conversation and hence build a connection, you need to show habitual or consistent action. Um, just saying hi alone is a great step. But if you don't go beyond that, what's the point? Right? Yeah. To have a conversation and hence a relationship requires continuity. So that would be the third mistake that a lot of people don't do. They don't reply in a timely manner. They take a year, let's say, to reply back. By yeah. then, like, who knew what yeah. you talked about before? Okay, I'm thinking about... Because I've never been to, well, me, I've never been to one of those like in-person network events sure. because I, again, <laughs> I'm way too anxious and I, I don't like being around that crowd of people. And so with That's all true. the other people who relate to that experience, who might avoid networking events like myself, now with everything being online, is it like a good time for introverts to take advantage of all that online networking that they could be doing? Because people are now staying more and more indoors. They're on their phones or on their tablets or on their laptop. So more often than not, you're probably going to catch them when they're using their platform. So you have an opportunity to reply, but only if those three things that we talked about before, among others, are present. Yeah. I think sending a message over the internet is a lot less scary than going to like a large social gathering. So I think if you know, you're someone who is like afraid of, well, I shouldn't say afraid, just like uncomfortable and maybe not your best in huge social situations just yet. I guess like it would be a good place to start. I knew I was an introvert because like I realized I was uncomfortable with attention, right? So that LinkedIn post that I made that got 200,000 views, it made me extremely uncomfortable, even though it was online, believe it or not. I haven't seen the fear of attention limit me just yet. But what are some things that introverts can do to feel more comfortable with putting themselves out there? You are going to have to put yourself out there because sitting there waiting for people to come talk to you is yeah. not always the most efficient. Why not increase your, your chances of meeting uh, you know, your next colleague, your next employer, or maybe even your business partner in crime uh, by reaching out? So one of the mindsets that I oftentimes like to share with my friends as well as my candidates is just think, who's someone in your life that you're really comfortable talking with? Mm, okay. Could be your significant other, could be your best friend, or even a family member. From there on out, uh, portray yourself and picture yourself talking to the other side, but replacing them with your best friend or your significant other or your family. That's good. Because when you're talking with these loved ones, most of the time you're fairly comfortable. You're at ease, Correct. right? You're able to speak your thoughts without feeling like there's going to be a fear of judgment from the other side. So in a similar context, when you're having these conversations, when you're reaching out, just think, oh, I'm actually having a talk with my friend, Wendy. She's yeah. actually very humorous. It just so happens that she's doing something that I may be interested in. I just want to learn more. Yeah, I would even say, and you can correct me if you disagree. 
I would say like you can start by even a people facing role like retail or, or like at a bank anywhere that you will constantly be pushed out of your comfort zone. Clearly, like you're going to be talking to people. When I worked at Apple, I saw like a hundred people a day. I had to talk to people even when I was like nervous, you know, like I, I had to face um, difficult conversations also. And it really, really increased my confidence in speaking with strangers. So I think it is a good way to be more comfortable with the setting. I, agree. I totally agree because I did similar when I first started off. I did start off as an introvert. These days we are not one or the other. It's a mixture of both. Yeah. I know um, some who are like either extreme and you know, and some people like really can't be alone and some people who are only by themselves and like... 99%. Yeah. <laughs> Putting yourself out there is important. I started off with talking to just about anyone and everyone and it doesn't have to be convoluted or complex convoluted conversations. It could be a, something as simple as making eye contact to start off. Yeah. 10 eye contacts a day. Great job. Yeah. Next day, 11, 12 and onwards. Oh my gosh. You touched on a really good point. Eye contact because... Whenever I'm like ordering coffee at Starbucks or something, I always start with like, I stare at the person in a nice way. I smile and I'm like, hi, how was your day? And I usually can tell what kind of person they are just by how they respond to me. And that's like a really innate way I think people connect. You're not even trying. Yeah. So eye contact is really powerful, especially now yes. with all the masks. You can't really the only smile. Thing you can really see is the eyes. <laughs> yeah, you have to learn how to smile with your eyes. Yep, increases around the hours. Yeah. We talked a lot about the verbal side of communications, but more often than not, the nonverbal communication portion is actually quite important. When it comes to digital networking like we're doing these days, if you're able to set up a Zoom call, the things that you want to look at are eye contact and you want to make eye contact. Two is you want to make use of those beautiful teeth that you have and smile because yeah. a smile will build that connection further too. It shows that one is your humorous, uh, it shows that you acknowledge and are interested in what the other side has to say. Because right. you're among friends. You don't smile at people you hate or dislike. Oh my gosh. I just remembered um, because you said that. This is probably the wrong quote that I'm thinking of, but it's something like it's easy to be nice to people who are nice to you, but it's hard to be nice to people who are rude. Like, I don't know. I don't, but whatever. It doesn't matter. Whatever the case, like it definitely applies and attests to it. Yeah. And who knows? These came That's from true. someone at one point. So congratulations. <laughs> Patent pending. And so in terms of like giving hope, because we're yes. living in unprecedented times right now, there's a lot of people, a lot of new college and university graduates who are coming out of school, finding it hard to land a job right outside of graduation. What kind of advice would you give? The first job for myself after graduating took me about six months of applying. I would say three to six months is pretty typical, but throughout that time period, you're going to experience a wave of emotions, right? From feelings of not being worthy, feelings of doubt. Uh, the tips that I have for new grads is make sure that you, when it comes to networking, it's not about networking when you need it. It's about building those connections, those genuine interactions way before. I could expand on that as well, because aside from what we just talked about, the other aspects you want to consider is what kind of job are you looking at? Making sure that you map out your interests and your career goals first. More often than not, you're kind of in this state of being really confused and lost because um, you, you're now you're graduated all you know was school but now you're thrown out into the essentially the wilderness and you're told hey go find a job right start mm -hmm. living that corporate life where you start mm -hmm. where does it end 
So I would recommend also setting up informational interviews and research online. Mm -hmm. You don't even have to narrow it down to just one, but eventually you'll whittle it down after having conversations with folks from each of these backgrounds, um, asking them questions like, hey, what do you love about this job, this field? How did you get into it? And then see if you can see yourself in that role. That's really good too. I was just thought of one as you were speaking. I, (laughs) no, I shouldn't say it. I'm just going to say it. I don't care. I spend a lot of time like talking to myself in the mirror. I'll smile just randomly or like if I find something funny, I, I, and I'm laughing out loud. I don't, I'm just like, what do I look like when I laugh? I hope it doesn't look, you know, and often I'll try to like when I'm practicing for interviews or even just like a phone call like this, I try to look in the mirror and see like what I look like when I'm saying certain things. Do I look confident? Do I remember to smile in between what I'm saying? Like small things like that. It really helps with confidence when you're talking to real people because you know how you must come off when you're so used to seeing yourself in the mirror. That's just me. I don't know. And maybe I'm the only person who does that. But. It's definitely something I advise uh, my candidates as well for folks yeah. that are not very comfortable with one-on-ones or seeing the other side on whether it's in person or video to record yourself, yeah. right? to ask yourself the questions and then answer back. If you feel a little bit awkward initially, but you'll get over it and it helps tremendously. Looking at yourself in the mirror and asking yourself those questions will work just as well. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks so much, Andy, for coming on my show today. I think you've had such great insight, especially from your work and just being an introvert at one point in your life also. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. This was a pleasure. So there you go, guys. Networking 101 for introverts. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you next week.